This week found many people freaking out as the recent dips in crypto turned into a nosedive, with Bitcoin dipping into the 9,000s and altcoins tanking 40, 50, and 60%. Well, I guess it's time to shut the doors, close down the store, and forget about this whole blockchain thing. The fat lady, she has sung. Or perhaps this kind of so-called crash is nothing new in the crypto space. Have no fear, citizens of bad cryptopia. Your faithful hosts are here to discuss and see if we can make sense of it. It's a don't burst my bubble bad crypto quickie edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hey, Travis and Joel, where are you guys? The whole crypto universe is crashing, and your bad kryptonites are looking at you guys, looking for you guys. Where are you guys? This is being terribly, terribly bad. We need some direction. We know what's going on. We need to know whether to huddle or unhuddle. Please, please come back. Everybody calm down, breathe in, in with the good air, out with the bad. (sighs) Mr. Travis Wright, you are at sea, are you not? I am literally recording this podcast from the iffiest Wi-Fi of all time. (laughs) Where where are you? Uh, I am somewhere between Thailand and Singapore at this point. We were at Thailand yesterday, had the Thai blockchain uh, cruise um, conference thing there in Thailand on a beach in Paradise Beach uh, in, in, in Phuket, uh, Thailand. And uh, we are back on the boat and then we're going to be on the boat for the next 24 hours or so as it makes its way back to Singapore. Great. Well, I know it's probably been an amazing time and, and we want to hear more about that. I think when you and I are together um, at Davos here next week, we can talk more about that. Um, today, we want to jump into the content for this quickie. You know, we weren't planning on recording at all while you were on the cruise and we weren't sure you would even have bandwidth. Uh, but Mr. Travis Wright's there. Joel, come here. And this is a quickie edition to talk about what's happened in the Bitcoin market. Now, you're on this blockchain cruise while the bottom fell out. What was what's the sentiment like there? This is actually the crypto Titanic. Actually, Ron, Ronnie Moas is on the trip and he said that on his speech. He said this was the Bitcoin Titanic. I, I was already thinking that it was the crypto Titanic. And what better way, what better time to crash the market is when all of these uh, crypto fanatics uh, have no Internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, is anybody jumping overboard? That's, you know, all I want to know. I think only seven so far, but that's pretty good considering, you know, that's about one, that's about 1%. You know, we've observed the, uh, we, we saw over 820 billion, I believe was the market cap that we hit. And just last week on Saturday, the 13th, it, the market cap was about 750 billion. And then on the, from the 16th to the 17th, it went from 700 billion down to 450 billion and on the uh, late on the 17th it fell all the way to 420 
$5 billion. And we saw everything plummet. Everything took a hit. Ripple was sub a dollar. I think Bitcoin might have even touched into the 8,000s, maybe Ethereum in the 800s. Litecoin dipped under $100. It was a bloodbath. It was. The only thing that did not dip during that time were some shit coins. <laughs> there was some big, if you go on coin market cap and look at the gainers and losers and the, under the trending, I, I looked at it yesterday and I was like, whoa, well, here's a couple of coins that just took off uh, during this time, which was pretty funny. But I mean, all the real coins, they all were took, taking a dip. And it was crazy to, uh, you know, I use Blockfolio and I have all of my cryptos on Blockfolio. You manually add those, you manually add your trades, and then it then it shows you where you are overall for your whole portfolio. And it was like, whoa, how much did I just lose? Refresh it. Whoa, I just lost how much more? <laughs> like, whoa. And here I am on this cruise where I'm not really able to make any trades um, because, you know, you're on this Wi-Fi that's iffy. And then if you try to, and I did connect to a VPN with uh, CyberGhost, I did do one trade. Uh, because I had some Ethereum chilling and, and I just saw I saw EOS was just so low and I saw that Block V was so low, Dragon Chain was so low. So uh, it took literally forever to make those trades, but I was able to to buy more. I, I didn't sell anything, Mr. Joel Com, because I look at those things and like, oh, my gosh, that is an amazing flash crypto sale. If I can buy some things, I'm going to. And so I did. So I actually on I want to say before the weekend, I peeled off just a little bit for the first time into fiat, really just a you know a small amount of this and that. And today I peeled off a little bit more to put some cash in the bank. And of course, the moment I did, things started going back up again. But it wasn't like a panic sell. It was a, just a little of this and a little of that. And, uh, you know, put a little cash in the bank and, and I'm good. And, and uh, that'll take care of, you know, taxes and all that. And we'll let the rest of the year hopefully ride on profits. But, you know, we want to look at what happened because people just, you know, especially those that are new to the crypto space, they're not used to seeing stuff like this. And I think for uh, the duration that you and I have really been involved since spring of last year, this was the biggest drop that we've seen. But it's not the first time it's happened, is it? It's not the first time that it's happened. And it just seems like it was so much bigger because $300 billion in market cap just disappeared, right? I mean, when we were when we first started the show, we were at like 65, 70 billion market cap. And then if the market tanks 30%, I mean, it's only a few, you know, billion. <laughs> when you're talking, sitting up close to, you know, I got up to what, like 800 and 30 billion or something at its all-time high or something like that close to 850 billion and then for it to just tank that much when the market goes down i mean i was looking at these and they were going down 45 percent in one day 24 hours we were seeing we were seeing coins down 30 to 45 percent and that had to make some people freak out and 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 so when we're looking at like what actually happened and there's some speculation of what's actually happened. We don't know exactly what's happened, but there are a couple of hypotheses of what has happened. One thing that I had heard about was that on the day before, I think on the 16th, that Wall Street had got a bunch of bonuses, right? And so that's the day, maybe it was Monday or Tuesday, where Wall Street got a lot of their bonuses. And then I was wondering, like, well, wow, well, how were they able to manipulate the market if that was the case so they could go get all these cryptos down low so they could buy them up? 
I don't know if that's the case or not. That was one of my theories because I, I wear a tinfoil hat uh, made by Reynolds, Reynolds <laughs> uh, Aluminum Foil. Uh, that is sponsored by uh, sponsor, our show sponsor. Um, no, I like but, when so it's just crazy to watch. Let's go. Paper hat. I, th- that one looks good on you, too. Also by Reynolds. Thank you, Mr. Joe Kahn. Yeah. Uh, there's an article on CoinDesk, and the author here speculates to a few different reasons that it may have crashed. All of them interesting theories. One of them is regulation, right? Because you know China banned ICOs, and they've tried to shut China. down China. They've shut down some exchanges. South Korea regulators have been, you know, talking about uh, shutting things down and regulating. And there's actually a petition by over two hundred thousand. South Koreans saying back off, um, you know, to their government, to the regulators. And then there's the the question of futures. You know, how is CBOE and CME futures uh, being eyed, you know, shorting that down and also issues with exchanges, you know, Bitfinex temporarily stopped account registrations, Binance slowed down and, and only opened up you know, few registrations at a time. Kraken had a software update that took two days halting trading. And so, um, you know, there's there's a number of different reasons. And I think, you know, my personal opinion on top of that, the meteoric rise we saw last year, uh, it, what goes up that fast has to come down. Uh, you know, you can't enjoy the ride up and go, Wee, hey, we're all getting rich. Look, it's never going to stop. You can't have that without the realism of, all right, maybe it's got to take a breather and come back a little bit. Well, if you've looked at if you've looked at the chart over time, historically, you always see these little dips. I mean, they go on a meteoric rise, then it drops down 20, 30 percent, and then it picks back up steam and it starts heading back up. Now, in the past, those dips have lasted longer. I mean, there was that big dip in what was like 2012 or 2013, 2000, I think it was maybe 2011, and then when Bitcoin had got up to $1,000 and then it kicked back down and then it was hanging out around a couple hundred bucks for 300 bucks, 200 bucks, 400 bucks for a long time. And then it kicked back up. And so, as you mentioned, what goes up comes down. But in the crypto space, what goes down always tends to go back up much higher than before. And now we're seeing institutional money entering the space. And with all this institutional money entering the space, you know, look at what look at what's happened with the silver market and the gold market. They have purposely kept gold and silver down by having all these paper contracts that are not even, you know, real gold or silver, but they're trading, you know, 500 times more silver than there than there actually is silver and they're trading 200 plus times more gold than there's actually gold. And so once these, you know, the the greedy 0.1%ers or what these bankers and whatnot, the Wall Street guys get into a space, they always look for ways to manipulate it. And you can see uh, with all the different exchanges that are out there, you know, there are some people out there who are doing this arbitrage where if you go buy it over this exchange, it's lower. And if you go over to this exchange and you sell it and it's higher. And so now there's there's people who are building these high frequency crypto trading platforms that are being used internally. And, and so you can see that stuff's going. And then we know that the that uh, over the past couple of days, the first futures contracts uh, had uh, had had come to market, and so that had to have an impact on it. Who would have thought, though, that you know when the first futures things come in, that Bitcoin would have been around ten grand when it was around twenty grand previously? That's just that's amazing that the market tanked that much. Well, you know what's leading to uh, for many people is opportunity. 
to say, hey, this stuff is on sale right now. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for Cointelegraph. Get them while they're cheap. Two-day crypto market slump offers steep discounts. You know, so if you've been hodling and you're like, man, I wish I got in when, you know, crypto was, uh, when Bitcoin was 10. Well, guess what? You, you had that opportunity. And uh, you still have, you know, for, for those that you believe in, there's probably still lots of opportunity. There's a, uh, a graphic that somebody posted in our Telegram, which is now going around the internets, and it's going to be in the show notes here, that shows a really fascinating trend that I wish we would have spotted beforehand. And I don't know if you've seen it yet, Travis, but it is a graph of 2015, another one of 2016. 2017 and 2018 and it shows the early part of each year and like clockwork this right now mid-january every year the chart is almost identical with it's higher at the top of the year and then there's this big drop that happens right around january 15th and this is the fourth year in a row that we see the same exact pattern and then it goes up and pulls back and then the rest of the year it climbs and comes back down a little bit but this is really fascinating because once again it has replicated some speculate that it's due to the chinese new year and the superstition that some people in in that country uh, might have i don't know if it's around finances or just not to be trading or, or what it is but it's really a fascinating graph it is i mean you figure that in 2015 the low was january 15th 2016 the low was january 16th 2017 the low was january 12th and just on january 17th boom in 2018 we hit nine thousand nine hundred dollars now once you pop down below ten thousand dollars which was which was sort of a support area then you go, oh my God, we're under $10,000. What's it going to do now? Is it going to pop down to, you know, 7,000, 6,000? Uh, but no, it, it popped back up uh, at least right now. And we don't know what the future holds because we do not have a crystal ball. Uh, but um, I know that the market cap now is is back up around $550 billion. So, you know, it's it went down to $420 billion. Now it's back up to $550 billion as of right now, and it is 9 a.m. on January 18th here in Asia, and I believe it's like, what What time is it over there for you guys? Uh, it's 6 p.m. In, in Denver, so uh, this episode's actually coming out tomorrow because we just released our ICO Spotlight as we're recording this, and uh, we don't want to jam you guys up with too much content. We figure you can wait. So uh, when you say right now, for all we know, right now could be $800 billion or $200 billion. Remember, crypto is risky, as you've just seen, and you could lose everything, but you don't lose if you don't sell. And, you know, I think it's important to, for, at least for me, to heed the advice of taking some profits because pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Um, there, there's another uh, graph that I want everybody to look at. Again, it's in the show notes at badcryptopodcast.com. And um, this will be badco.in forward slash bubble. Uh, whether or not this is actually a bubble or not is yet to be determined. But this is an image that shows a, a graph of market cap for any type of investment, the valuation over time. And it shows, you know, a takeoff phase takes a while. And then there's the first sell off as, as interest is built. And then there's a bear trap. And then it goes 
up. Media starts paying attention and it goes up. Then there's enthusiasm and it goes up faster. And then there's greed and it goes shooting up. And then there's delusion and it goes even higher. And then the real crash happens before it returns to, uh, you know, before it goes below where it even started and then it takes real world adoption. And the question is, what phase are we in? Awareness phase, mania phase, or the blow off phase? Did we just see the mania phase or is this just still awareness in a bear trap? Well, if you actually put that map over Bitcoin, I was seeing this a couple of weeks ago when Bitcoin kind of took off and hit almost 20 and then it dipped down to like 13 or whatever, and then it went back up to like 15, 16, and then it's gone back down. Well, we actually saw pretty much that whole gamut of that right there. And we're so if we look at that whole, um, I, I don't know what 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 the uh, what that graph is called. What, what is the graph called? Uh, I don't. I haven't given it a name. Let's call it, let's call it Frank. Call it Frank. So yeah. if you look at the chart with Frank here, you know Bitcoin has done has done that, and so uh, that's that's pretty fascinating to take a look at and see. Uh, you know what? And Bitcoin is now it's heading back up. In theory, it's at you know eleven thousand five hundred as of right now, this very minute ish. Uh, last time I checked. And you know what? This is a crazy space. And, and you know, and, and especially when we're sitting here on the crypto Titanic, watching this stuff go with uh, w- with not really being able to make trades. So there were some people who were freaking out. Now, John McAfee, he got up there and, and told everybody that, you know, to, to calm down and not not worry because, you know, this is what happens in this particular space. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. And it, it, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to hodl. Right. And I was getting messages from friends like, oh, my God, like. Uh, a good buddy of mine, <laughs> like at the low, he was like, "Man, I, I just had to sell something. I was freaking out." And I was like, "Dude, you, you silly goose! You don't, you don't buy at the high and sell at the low. When it's at the low, you got to say, eh, all right.' Or, or you know what? One of the things that that uh, that I've adopted is when the market's kind of stable and when things are going well, you know what? I'll take out some profits. Then I'm not going to panic sell and get out of some of these cryptos um, just because the market's tanking a little bit." Because there could be all kinds of different factors for the market going down. We don't necessarily know why in some cases, but there's a lot of stuff going on with China and Korea and then the futures and then the Wall Street guys getting their checks and then some of this other stuff and these exchanges not. I mean, there's a there's a whole lot of people who want to get on crypto right now who can't because these exchanges have don't have enough capacity to handle all the influx of interest. So that tells me they're going to figure that out. They're going to fix that. And a whole bunch of new money is going to flow in. But right now, there's not as much new money flowing in from my perspective. And so what we're seeing is over time, that will most likely change. And, uh, you know, when it does, it's going to be it's going to be another big pop in theory. But we don't know that. Again, are we are we financial advisors, Mr. Jokom? We are not. And that's why, you know, people coming to us and saying, what do I do? You know, if you're looking to us to tell you how to react to any market movements, then, you know, we might be able to tell you what we're doing. But, you know, even what what Travis said, I peeled a little a bit off during the sell. He says he doesn't. He'll peel some off when it's higher. So, you know, you got to go figure this out for yourself. But I'll tell you what, Travis, if you think that you and I and people in bad Cryptopia and the people on the cruise had a bad day. We now have our first 
ex-billionaire Bitcoin holders. <laughs> the, the Winklevoss twins lost about six to seven hundred million off their Bitcoin wealth in two days and dropped below their, their billionaire level. Uh, you know, and the article here on Yahoo Finance says it's a loss for them. But if they haven't sold, and I'm guessing they haven't, is it really a loss? Oh, it's definitely a loss. You know what? That's that's just kind of how the traditional financial markets look at that stuff. They saw that and they're like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. It's like, you know, I'm not watching mainstream media because I don't normally watch mainstream media. I'm not a big fan of fake news. But, you know, they they thrive on hysteria and hype and freaking out. And, and you don't see the stock market tanking 50 percent in one day or you don't see, you know, the stock market tanking 40% in one day. If you did, that's like, oh, that's that happened one time in 1987. They had the 1929 crash, right? And we had the big crash and with the tech bubble and we had the 2008, 2009 crash. But th those markets are more stable. They don't, they don't drop like that. And so they see that from their uh, old school mind and they think it's the end of the world. Like, oh my God, see, we told you, we told you it was a bubble and you need to get out now because you're freaking out. But guess what? Those OGs, those those old school financial folks, they are frightened. They are scared shitless about this cryptocurrency stuff. And you know, we, we've seen recently where 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 um, you know Jamie Demon of um, you know <laughs> J P Morgan, he was talking about oh uh, Bitcoin's a fraud, and then all of a sudden he gets all of these. Uh, request from their, you know, uh, you know, their, their people, their customers saying that they want to invest in Bitcoin, they want to invest in Bitcoin. And so now he's kind of had to backtrack on all of that. It's it's really peculiar to watch this, you can see how the old guard is freaking out. And they use these moments to really fuel hysteria to freak people out and to scare people away from crypto. And then when the market tanks like this and goes down, they're putting their money in and buying as much as they can. And so that tells me don't sell your your sweet, sweet crypto in moments like this because the market's freaking out. And that's kind of what they want to have happen. They want you to sell your Bitcoin because there's not a lot of people out there selling Bitcoin. And so if you're selling yours, they're going to be able to buy it up cheap. That's what they're trying to do is buy those those sweet, sweet cryptos at at, at cheap, cheap prices. Damn sweet, sweet cryptos. Well, Mr. Travis Wright, I know you're cruising. I know it's morning there. You're just getting ready to get started. And we'll talk more about the cruise and the people that you've met and your talk and all that when we are together. But thanks for uh, for popping on. So we could do this bad crypto quickie for the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia because we do love them so much. Absolutely. And what's great is, man, I've met so many people who love the show here. Uh, and, you know, it's like we've done a lot of presentations in the marketing world. Right, Joel? I mean, we, we've been all over with marketing, but this is literally my first time of going to a blockchain event where there's a bunch of blockchain and crypto fans. And there are a lot of bad crypto fans out there that are just coming up going, oh, my God, can I take your photo with a, you know, it's just it's just so funny to me. And I met met a couple of great Aussies uh, as well. I met uh, Paul and Jess They're They're based out of uh, Bondi Beach near Sydney. And amazing, cool people, man. We hung out with those guys and had a blast. And uh, it's just so many cool people in this space. I feel so blessed to uh, to be a part of it. And I'm glad that we're having a positive impact on people and making people's journey more enjoyable. 
and we're, we're entertaining folks and we're helping people. We're doing good stuff. I mean, uh, a ton, you know, tons of money has been raised from, with, with Ronnie Moas and his, you know, food for the poor deal and all the other stuff that's been going through here. So it's like, I, I just feel so blessed to be surrounded by amazing people who love what it is that we're doing and appreciate it and um, are, are out there sharing the gospel. So, you know, much love to everyone out there who uh, who loves the bad cryptos because we love you uh, just as much, if not more. Amen, my brother. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to share bad crypto with somebody that you think would enjoy the show. Join us on our Telegram, on our bad crypto mastermind, and be sure to review. All the links for these are on the website at badcryptopodcast.com. Hope everybody has had their nerves calmed just a little bit and uh, we're hoping that things move forward in crypto this year sooner than later stay cool and stay back Who's bad? the bad crypto podcast is a production of bad crypto llc the content of the show the videos and the website is provided for educational informational and entertainment purposes only it's not intended to be and does not constitute financial investment or trading advice of any kind you shouldn't make any decisions as to finances investing trading or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.